are listening to Rumination Thursday Law and Gospel on this November the 4th in the year of our Lord 2021. I'm Pastor Tom Baker, and with me, of course, is my good friend, Pastor Wes Reimnitz. Hello, Wes. Hello, Tom. I'm feeling a little bit cold up here. Yeah, was it below freezing in your area in Springfield, Illinois? Well, it was close to it, but we're having climate change as it gets colder here. Wait a minute. It's supposed to be the opposite. It's supposed to get hotter with climate change. What are you talking about? It's getting colder. (laughs) All I can tell you is I have to bundle up when I go outside. Yep. And that leads us into our topic for today, one that you found. The Archbishop of Canterbury, his name is Justin Welby. Now, that means he's in England, right? Right. And what's going on in Europe right now? Some kind of a seminar? (laughs) The the climate change conference is going on up in... uh... Glasgow, Scotland. Yes. And he thought he would make a comparison between those of us who kind of disagree with this idea that climate change is a real problem. And what comparison did he make? Uh, He made his comparison with the Nazi genocide care. Uh, and the killing of the Jews. When I when I first read the the headline to that, I go, oh, this guy's going to talk about perhaps abortion, and and uh, didn't turn out that way. He made a comparison with the Nazi atrocities with what's going on with climate change. Yes, what what he said was that the failure to commit to action at the climate change summit could lead to a, quote, genocide on an infinitely greater scale than that perpetrated against the Jews by the Nazis. Now, this guy is supposed to be some kind of pastor or minister. For him to say something like that, talk about being tone deaf. How so? Yeah. Well, it uh, lessens the effect, uh, I think, of the atrocities that were committed against the Jews with uh, concentration camps. And which, by the way, uh, three quarters of a million to a million German Christians and Lutherans were also interred in, in those camps for being against uh, the genocide. Yes. And so this is supposed to be an archbishop, so he's got some kind of thing, and he ended up having to apologize after suggesting failure to act on climate change would be worse than what happened to the Jews by the Nazis. And he made those comments to the BBC as world got world leaders gathered in Glasgow to discuss climate change. You know, climate change 
The archbishop wasn't the only one who suggested something along that lines. There was another leader of another church. <laughs> yeah, the the pope was making comments that to, to, to save mankind, we needed to invest in climate change. Now, I find that really interesting. To save mankind, we need to invest in climate change. What kind of things do they think they can do to save mankind? I, I thought Jesus Christ was the one who saved mankind. Yeah, but uh, it's kind of a, a whole hodgepodge of, of people with, with Christians jumping on board. I, I consider it uh, myth, myth and uh, false doctrines that they're, they're wrapping their brains around. Yes. You know, we pastors, we are called to preach law and gospel and not get into politics. Now, when we speak out against immorality, like abortion, homosexuality, people think we're getting involved in politics. What we're doing is talking about the will of God. And if you and I saw that the Bible says what he says, then perhaps we also would be against climate change kinds of changes that he's, well, I don't know what climate change they want to do. Have, have you heard well, of I, any specifics? I don't, I don't either, but you know, I jotted down a few things here. For instance, we're in a pandemic, right? Right. And, they, they were saying in places like L.A., major cities, that uh, the air pollution went down, the emissions went down because people were driving uh, less in, in, in there. That would, and that would be just not L.A., but Detroit, New York, American cities, foreign cities where they, they did lockdowns and that. And I'm thinking they're blaming emissions for global warming. Why didn't it uh, cool down? Yes. Yeah, the fact of the matter is, is that in California they have laws. It's really to your advantage to buy an electric car there because you get some money from the government on your taxes you can take off. But you're right. They've really come down in cities like Los Angeles, and it doesn't seem to be much difference at all. This idea that climate change is going to take care of what the world is like, man cannot handle that. If God so desires, he can bring a tsunami, he can bring an earthquake, he can bring volcanoes, and that's really what causes a lot of this increase in heat and such as a volcano. Now, how are they going to stop that? <laughs> you, you bring up the Bible, and, and you are right. The Bible does talk about climate change. And we never really realized it, but uh, it's all over there. For instance, the word famine uh, is 
uh, I did a word search on it, and there's over 100 verses, parts of the Bible that talks about famine. And you kind of brought up one of them uh, when I, I took a look at Matthew chapter 24. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. In various places, there will be famines and earthquakes. Yeah, the Bible makes very clear we're going to have the poor with us at all times. And I've made some broadcasts showing that famine is occurring in some areas because of religious beliefs. For for example, in, in India, there's a lot of people who will not kill a cow, you know, to, to get meat from it because they think that's a, a, a sacred thing because of their doctrine. What is that doctrine where people come back as other species? <laughs> Reincarnation. Yes. Yeah. So how can you kill a cow that could have been your former aunt who died or something? And it shows a lot that famine can occur because of religious beliefs that, well, look at what the communists did. They killed a lot of German farmers that were doing a wonderful job in making Russia one of the best wheat producing countries in the world. And then the communists came in, uh, put a lot of them to death, and there was famine then uh, in that country mm -hmm. because of what they were doing. So this isn't climate change, and it, it's so small. What they say is a half a degree hotter than it was yeah. a, a while ago. Well, I'll take that half a degree. And uh, it's, it's just a thinking on the part of people that they want to make themselves important in thinking that, well, this is what the young people want. We want to get reelected this sort of thing, so they jump on climate change when scientifically there's very little evidence that we're going to be able to control the earth. Right. And it's not to say that we are against promoting care of the land, care of the, the, the trees, the grass, whatever, whatever it might be, you know, in terms of that. You know, I call my son a, a, a tree hugger because he got a degree in, in horticulture. But uh, he, sa he says, Dad, I'll, I'll cut a tree if it needs to be cut. But, you know, it's, it's more than just a few trees and things like that. He says it's, it's taking care of the grass, of the soil, the things like that. But uh, he's not a climate change person. Yes, right. And, and so... We really need to be careful as pastors that we don't put more guilt on people than the Bible does. And I've often said, if you ever say something is a sin, then those who are participating in it need to be removed from the church, excommunicated. So here, here's what he says, and this is the archbishop, that people in the future will speak of today's leaders in far stronger terms than we speak today of the politicians of the 30s who ignored what was happening in Nazi Germany. And this is because climate change will kill people all around the world for generations, and we will have no means of averting it. 
So mm-hmm. that's what he's saying is if you are against climate change rules today, then you'll be spoken of as those who didn't say anything against the Nazis years ago. You know, they used to practice in ancient times, they did practice climate change, you know. How? Well, uh, an invading army would come in and take over it and uh, a land and they'd cut down the trees, the crops, everything so that they were left barren. And it would take a generation or two for it to grow back. And um, sometimes it didn't grow back and it grew into deserts. Yes. And some people are suggesting things like that, like in the Amazon, there's such a cutting down of trees and such. But good lumber companies often also reseed what they cut down. And that's really very, very helpful. Uh, so there, there are ways that we would agree that you should be careful in dealing with the environment. But the idea that the Pope says this is the way to save the world, there's nothing in the Bible that would suggest that. Well, in, in Romans 8, I, you know, I kind of took a second look at that and I'm what would we say to verse 20 for creation is sub- subjected to fertility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it, that creation itself will be set free from the bondage of corruption to uh, and obtain the freedom of glory. So what's this and that's fertility? That's not talking about climate change. That's talking about after Judgment Day. Ah. And yes. then later on. It talks about shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine separate us from God. Yes. The fact of the matter is when Adam and Eve sinned, it just wasn't a failure of human beings. The whole universe became off-center. There were now hurricanes, tornadoes, floods, etc. that were not existing at the time of the Garden of Eden because the new heaven to which we are going is often described as the Garden of Eden and not as the world in which we're in today, as you just suggested. There won't be famine. There won't be earthquakes. There won't be these terrible other natural disasters. And for human beings to think that they can stop these natural disasters they just don't realize the power of God. Right. And, you know, these tornadoes that we have, a hurricane, they're, they're not part of the natural. It's the unnatural realm because of sin that's entered into the world. Yes. Yes. Now, he suggested, this is the archbishop again. This is a so-called minister of the gospel, that world leaders attending the summit will be cursed if they fail to reach an agreement on addressing climate change. Now, where is that in the Bible, that somebody's (laughs) going to be cursed? I was kind of wondering that one, too. Well, what are they going to be cursed? Who's going to curse them? And over what what will they be cursed? It kind of reminded me of uh, droughts in the Old Testament and and Elijah, you know, when he went to the widow's 
place and stayed there during his during a, a drought. And yes. also elsewhere in the Old Testament, it talks about that that drought was caused by God. Yes, God Himself did it because the the people of, of Israel were worshiping a God of fertility that brought on rain, and they thought that's where their rain was coming. He says, well, okay, pray to him, see if it gets rain. We'll have a drought. Yes. And that drought was specifically because they were worshiping idols that were in charge of the water. And right. it wasn't helping them at all. And that was a way that God would not be fooled around with. So it's it's really interesting that now human beings are cursed if they fail to reach an agreement on addressing climate change. And I don't even know what that means. Well, what if they have a paragraph that everybody signs, we will address climate change. Is, is that all that he's asking? What, what does he mean by yeah, an agreement? I tried hunting that up and I couldn't find. No what he was talking about or where it would be in the scriptures. Yeah, China is putting out more carbon dioxide in their factories and such than any other nation. So what are they going to do? Force China to stop doing that? Now, right. there are things that can be done with smokestacks to make them cleaner when they emit smoke or whatever that they're burning. But that's not going to stop climate change because that has much more to do with the way the world is in a sinful condition. And the, the, the Pope and others just don't know what they're talking about, that this is going to save mankind. It just totally right. changes the message of the church. Well, in fact... Uh, they say the big three polluters were not there, Brazil, China, and Russia. Oh, really? They're not at yeah. this summit? No. Nope. Oh, well, that's wonderful. So how are they going to reach an agreement to address climate change, except to say, well, we're going to address climate change. And then there are things that can be done to lower certain things like cars, I have a car that I drive right now that uh, has not only a, kind of an additional electrical battery, but it runs on gas, and I'm getting over 60 miles to the gallon right now. Mm. And so that obviously is not polluting as much as my wife's car that gets 17 miles to the gallon. <laughs> okay. And it's sitting in the parking lot, huh? No, she's driving a lot, but uh, we drive this other car quite a bit, you know, over 500 miles a week to churches in Illinois that I'm helping out with. And it's really a good, nice car. And um, boy, when we go fill up, her gas bill is around $40. My gas bill is around $12. That's the difference. And it's not that we're uh, against climate change. Uh, is is that we also promote conservation of our resources. Yes. Now, what happened with this archbishop 
he ended up having to apologize. And I want to talk about that for a minute. He says, mm. I unequivocally apologize for the words I use when trying to emphasize the gravity of the situation facing us at this summit on climate change. It's never right to make comparisons with the atrocities brought by the Nazis. Now, that's not a, a true statement because you can't oh, yeah. make a comparison with what the Nazis are doing and what women are doing in killing their babies in the womb. I, I don't oh, see yeah. a difference. Yes. Yeah. And I mean, we are against the atrocities of, of the six million that were the Jews ever destroyed. But I like to think of it, I shouldn't say like, but I think of it in terms of seven to eight million were, were done were killed by the Nazis' atrocities. It was not only the Jews, but the Russians, Germans, and not just because of the war itself, but when they were interred in prison camps, they were they were killed too. So, I mean, it was a, it was a completely evil society. And we see that across our land. And in, in, as you say, the, the, the abortion issue. Yes. And he goes on to say, after he says it's not right to make a comparison, he then apologizes. And I'm sorry for the offense caused to Jews by these words. Now, I found that very interesting. How about the offense that's also caused to Christians by these words? Yeah. He doesn't understand yeah, yeah. the message no. of Christianity and therefore he should be apologizing to almost anybody, not just to the Jews. Why single out the Jews? Because yes, a lot of them were killed in concentration camps, but as you pointed out, so also were Christians. Now, not as many, although if you bring in the communist rule in Russia, you easily get to that amount. But be oh. that as it may, why are we saying sorry to the Jews? This is a pastor, so-called. He should be apologizing to everyone in the world that he says that going for going against climate change is like Nazis uh, killing people in concentration camps. It wasn't just the yeah. Jews who were killed. There were many. Yeah, I, and I agree with you that I I think you know it's become popular by some of our younger folks or older folks, however you want to talk about it, that uh, it's chic kind of thing. Of, we're we're going to climate change and save our environment. And that has nothing to do with it. Yes. We'll be interested to see what kind of agreement's going to be coming forth, especially with your information that some of the greatest polluters aren't even at this conference. How can they come to an agreement when the greatest polluters aren't going to be part of it? Yeah, right. And how are they going to what, boycott them? I don't know. How are they going to what? Uh, boycott them. Oh, yeah, boycott. Yes, yes. What, are you going to stop buying stuff from China? <laughs> <laughs> well, right now you can't get it unshipped from 
onto the docks. Yes. Yeah, I tell you, things are going up so high. Um, we bought a sub sandwich, and it wasn't that big a sandwich from a grocery store, and it cost $8, when before you could get them for like 3 or $4. I was watching Gold Rush the other evening. They, they bought a pizza in town and had it delivered. It was $38 to get it made and delivered. You're kidding. No. Oh, my. No Alaska. Yeah, well, some areas it's maybe they got to fly the pizza in, but I don't know how they keep it hot during that time. But be that <laughs> as it may, right now you can go by store after store where they're looking for helpers. And I've seen both McDonald's, Dairy Queen, and other places put up signs. We start at 12.50 an hour. Now, that's pretty good. Well, there, and, but there are studies being done that showing that some parents are starting to stay home. They don't need that second salary to live on, that there's a little bit more quality of life taking care of the family. Right. The, the government's giving money to a lot of people. And I, I just saw a person on YouTube talking about, are you able to get, and they had a big amount of money from the government, uh, you need to apply, et cetera. And so I don't mind money from the government going to people who are in need. But if they're going to people who have decided not to work at all and just keep getting this money, that's a problem. So right, we'll have yeah. to see what's going to happen. Well, climate change, let's wait and see what agreement they come to. We may talk about that in the future. But it's amazing that a so-called pastor indicates that you're going to be cursed if you're not for climate change. And the Pope yeah. says that that's how we're going to save the world. They better start reading their Bible. <laughs> All right. It would help, wouldn't it? Thanks very much, Wes Reimnitz. I'm Tom Baker. Tomorrow's Law and Gospel on Open Mic Friday, which means you can send me an email at lawandgospel at lawandgospel101.com and we will attempt to answer questions that are coming in. Till tomorrow, God bless you. Listen to Law & Gospel each weekday morning at 9.30 on KFUO. For a tax-deductible gift to Law & Gospel, please make your check payable to Concordia Mission Society and mail it to Tom Baker, P.O. Box 28910, St. Louis, Missouri, 63132. To give online, visit lawandgospel101.com or call toll-free 1-877-267-1962. Views and opinions expressed on Worldwide KFUO may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod.